This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. Oh, how the turntables. <laughs> guys, like, the, the, guys, the time has come. They'll get it. Whoever, okay. whoever needs to get it will get it. Okay. And uh, so, listener, guess what? The time has come for us to tell you about bad movies we love. <laughs> bad movies we love. What are we talking about today, Jacob? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't know how to transition anymore to no, that. No, we got it. So what we're going to talk about today is uh, for years. guilty pleasures. For years, Kent and I, well, no, let's face it, Kent has judged you. <laughs> yeah, Kent called you names. Called you names, called you slack-jawed yokels because of movies that you like. Yeah. Even though art is subjective Joel, and film is, is art. I'm up here on my film throne right now, made out of classic film reels. You are. Yeah. That actually looks very uncomfortable it's not great it's like game of thrones it's, it's just right? it's swords yeah. basically but we've been ju- i said it again kent's been judging you this yeah. whole time i mean honestly joel and i saw him sleeping one time he was turning and flipping over going slack jody yokels like even in his sleep i, I judge really, people in my sleep even in his sleep he's I, judging you honestly i think you do <laughs> <laughs> welcome to make sell i'm joel i'm kent and jacob we should probably specify who's who we're talking about who's judging but yes, this is your time to judge us. Yes. Judge your way. And this was an idea submitted by a listener, by the, by a listener, by the listener. What do we say? I don't remember. Which, small L. This is small L. Okay. Um, but this is from Travis Cole. He said, Joel and Kent and Jacob, give us their list of top 10 films they love, but shouldn't give us an insight of your guilty pleasure flicks. And we do modify these ideas sometimes so it fits better with the show. Right. So instead of giving a top 10 from Kent and I, we're giving a top five from Kent, Jacob, and I. Yeah. So we want Jake to be part of the show again. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Wait. Uh, hold on. I didn't, what do you mean you know? Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't actually have any guilty pleasures because anything no. I watch should be watched. It's because they're all Westerns and you're like, they're all <laughs> his, good. Oh, I already yeah. know his picture going to be like, I like Marnie. I'm so sorry. And I like Marnie. I'm, I'm definitely so sorry. Definitely proud of that one. <laughs> they studied that in film school. You know? I actually like I have a feeling I know at least one of Joel's picks, but Jake, I, I know nothing of what's coming. I'm, I'm actually going to surprise you, think, you with a couple. You think you know one of mine? Yes, I do. Really? I guarantee I know one of yours. I have mentioned one of them on the show repeatedly. Yeah. So I, I, I have a feeling. Yeah. It's but, actually Medea. <laughs> oh, God. No. Yes. That's slander. When you love that, that is slander. You know, Please. the rest of the series uh, sucks, but Medea goes to jail is amazing. Ugh. Ernest and, goes to jail. And, and that's the kind of movie we're talking about today is, well, not Medea, but movies that we really shouldn't like. These are the ones we'll never tell you about. So if you're if you're having a conversation with people at work and they're like, oh, yeah, that movie is so stupid. That's the worst thing that ever happened. You're in there, you're like really quiet. You're like, yeah, I really, yeah. I really like that movie. Uh, don't say well, anything. We, yeah. had, we did have a conversation because as we were preparing for the show we had a whole big conversation about what makes a show a guilty pleasure there's a variety of reasons there yes. is it could be it completely bombed at the box office meaning no one really saw it could be critically critically people hated it it's yes. got like you know barely anything on rotten tomatoes could be content it could be content you you like it but it's like uh yeah i probably should like it, but i'm not watching that with my mom no <laughs> Mother, <laughs> not again. Make me a naughty movie. <laughs> Mother, not a human centipede again. No. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, we always watch that one. <sighs> oh, what? What? <laughs> what? No. Uh, Christmas. Uh, also, it could be Christmas. <laughs> also, it could be not your genre. Like it's not you're not the intended right. audience, but you still like it. Yeah. Uh, for example, like man, how you love Mean Girls. Well, I, I don't want to spoil any potential future shows, but like with Shania Twain's "Man Like Man," I feel like a woman. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, we were just listening to some pop music. We were and I was like, guilty pleasures. Yeah, that's some great guilty pleasure music. In fact, that may be a future show. Yeah, in fact, I might have inspired yeah. that. So, thank you, Travis, for that uh, suggestion. We're going to take that. We're going to run with it, and we're going to go f- 
555 I'm doing gestures with my hands, but the guys know what I'm talking about. What are you talking about? Yes. Oh, 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 I forgot. Thank you, by the way, for all the feedback we got on the oh, sugary yeah. cereal show that we did. Uh, emphasis on feed. Because it's feed, it's cereal, uh, it's uh, food. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Back it, up, back feedback. up. <laughs> but uh, we did get enough feedback. feedback. That's we, about uh, right. Yeah. We, yeah, we got enough positive feedback where we like to announce right now. <laughs> we are going to be doing the non-sugary show <laughs> sometime in the future. Like everyone loves grape nuts, apparently. Coming 2020. You no, weirdos. We'll do it before Marvel finishes their universe. And some people fought us on Honeycomb. I'm sorry. That's the second best crunch yeah. that your teeth can experience. I had someone... Dave, you're out there. You're listening. I had someone, and they posted on Facebook. Mm-hmm. They said, I would rather eat grape nuts than golden grams. Golden grams are terrible. Oh, you're going to miss all your fillings. That's okay. I was like, that's just the worst opinion ever. Yeah. That's- there wasn't a lot of love for grape nuts I saw, though, out there on Twitter. Like crazy people. Well, there was a lot of people. I yeah. guess I'm, I makes me want to well, try it, honestly. I guess our target market is 90-year-olds. Uh-huh. So. You never tried grape nuts? You remember the whole thing about me not having cereal, Yeah, right? I thought you'd made it for lost time since then. No. Yeah, but you're already feeding the horses the grape nuts. You might as well try some yourself. I have, I have tried shredded wheat in the and, litter box. And that crap is, is terrible. <laughs> it is straight up litter box material. But we're getting into that show. But this, <laughs> Jacob, what are we talking about today? Well, you've already <laughs> talked about what we're talking about. Okay, let's get on with it. Like, why guilty don't you pleasures. start us off, Joel? So, uh, guilty pleasures. We, uh, man. I feel yeah, weird where do you saying start? this. Because it's honestly like, I don't have a lot of shame for these. But at the same time. Not at all. Well, no, well, okay, a little well, bit. Well, it's, I'd it's be surprised by no these. one else likes it, right? But I have a common thread through most of my movies that you're going to see. One, most of these I watched as a child. Okay. And it's that nostalgia feeling that I just can't shake. And two, all is of it, my picks. Is it Labyrinth? Is that what it is? No, that's just a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all of my picks, and I tried, I tried to be diverse in my picks of different genres, but all my picks are goofy comedies. Oh, okay. And so I, I, I tried to expand it, but it didn't really work out. Why are you and spoiling so, it already? Yeah. I, I'm just letting you guys know ahead of time. I'm curious because if it's a, like a 90s comedy, like a slapstick comedy, some of those are, I say this with quote marks, classic. Yeah, these are these are bad. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. In fact, this first one, my wife shuddered when she saw it on my list and was like, oh, why? Why? You know that annoys me. And I'm like, I know. I know it does. But I'm going to pick Big Top Pee Wee. <laughs> what <laughs> big top peewee 1988 not mind you this we're not talking about uh, big adventure which came about in 1985 and is actually considered by many to be a good movie it is a good movie yes but this is big top peewee this is the follow-up sequel in 1988 Did Burton, Burton didn't direct this no one. No, no he was actually busy uh done with beetlejuice and getting ready to start batman, batman at this point yeah 88 so the plot of big top peewee Pee-wee Herman is now a small-town farmer with a fiancé, but when a traveling circus comes to town, he finds himself falling for the trapeze artist. Uh, and <gasps> Directed by Scandal. Randall Kaiser, Kai- who directed... He's Flight really of the Nav- gone on with his life, hasn't he? Well, he di- he, he directed Grease and Flight of the Navigator. Oh, really? Uh-huh. So, you know, he had some others about. And it stars Paul Rubens, Penelope Ann Miller, Chris, Chris-, Chris Christopherson, and Valeria Golino. What an unfortunate name. Chris Christopherson. Oh, he's great. That's, that's classic. What are you talking about? No, yeah. it's, it's, that's manly. Who thought of that? Like, his what's parents? our last name? Christopherson. <laughs> yes. Let's name him Chris. Yeah. Um, no, but the one I wanted to bring up here was Valeria, uh, Valeria Galino. Do you guys remember her? Nope. Rain Man. She's the girl from Rain Man. She's the girl from Hot Shots. Oh, okay. She was in Clean Slate. She had a real run in the 90s of being the it, oh, yeah. ni- the Italian girl. Like, she yeah. was this exotic Italian girl. And man, I had a crush on her in this movie. Uh, it's rated PG. Uh, <laughs> Because, here's some things from IMDb Parents Guide. 
Pee Wee and Gina share what is considered to be the longest on-screen kiss in film history at the time. What? Ooh, in 1988? In 1988. Wait, there weren't like other movies that were a little more suggestive that didn't have? Longest on-screen kiss. And I actually read that somewhere else too, that this kind of broke that barrier of... How long was many seconds? I had a long Who time. Who wants to see Paul Rubens know? kiss we need, we need to have that information. It's a long kiss. Long and I remember because the there's the soundtrack going behind it like. It's is that really the one where they're looking at clouds? And yes. They, they pick the shapes. Yeah, I do remember yes. that one. Yeah. Yes. So this isn't the best Pee Wee movie. In fact, this one, uh, the budget was 20 million. It only made 15 million back. Wow. So it didn't even make its budget back. And uh, by comparison, Pee Wee's Big Adventure got 41 million. So it made a lot of money. Uh, this also, uh, I'm talking about why it's bad, but I should also talk about why it's good. Uh, it only has a 35% on Rotten Tomatoes, so not great, but this gave the, this was Benicio del Toro's first film. He plays the dog boy, the dog face boy. (laughs) And then Dustin Diamond also had his big uh, film screen debut in this one as one of the little kids. Great. He went on to great things. The funny thing about it is this this movie really had nothing to do with Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Wait, so Dottie is not the woman, not the... No, it's it, they had this whole backstory where he got famous and then wanted to get away from the fame and went to join a farm, but it's him with Penelope Ann Miller as his fiance, All right. living in a town where everyone hates him, and he has a talking pig. Did I mention he has a talking pig? Nope. No, but yeah. that seems important. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so ridiculous. I just remember his pig made me laugh every time he talks. It's like, what are we doing today, Pee-wee? <laughs> Wait, so would you watch this one with your kids? Oh, totally. You yes, would? Okay. Yes. In fact, I think I have watched this one with my kids. And it's corny and it's cheesy, but this is one I watched as my, uh, I, I watched as a kid. And I did have a huge crush on uh, Gina Piccolapupola, who's uh, Valerina Golino. Okay. She plays Gina Piccolapupola and her trapeze. This is Captain Underpants? Wow. I mean, her is... trapeze family is the Piccolapupola brothers. Okay. So, you know, not without its juvenile humor. Jake, no jokes. I mean, seriously, you're going to let that one, that one hang yep. right there? Uh-huh. Okay. But this came out, you know, after Big Adventure. This is like during the middle of when uh, Pee Wee's Clubhouse was on TV. Yeah. But it just did not do well at the box office. Like, it, it, no one really liked it. it. It was coming out against things like Who Framed Roger Rabbit and the re-release of Bambi around the same time. Fish Called Wanda. Those are coming around this time. But right. not great, but I enjoy it. And I don't know why. How often do you watch this thing? Uh, not regularly. Like I used every to, I 10 used, years, I maybe? used to watch it all the time. Right. Which, by the way, there's a really dark ending that I didn't really understand until I was an adult. Spoil it, please. Spoiler alert for 1988's Big Top Pee Wee. Pee Wee Big Top? Big Top Pee Wee. Okay. So then they have, the, the whole thing is there, the town hates him. It's a bunch of grumpy old people. And they bring the circus in to try and help him out. The circus crashes down there. And the grumpy old people don't want anything to do with it. So the circus is going to fail. So then what Pee Wee does is he, for lack of a better word, drugs everybody Excuse me? And so all the old people suddenly become young again, like they become kids mm-hmm. and have no memory of who they are, but they go and enjoy a circus show at the end. And I thought, oh my gosh, he's basically wiped their memories and made them young again and made a town full of orphans who have no one to care for them. There, This reminds me of Something Wicked This Way Comes. It's old it does kind of sound I can, like that. I yeah. can see that. Where they ride the carousel it. and they lose their years. Yeah. Or they go back. But this one, they, they, little, they eat little cocktail weenies and then they all go... And shrink down to kids. There is so much weird Paul Rubin stuff in here that I didn't want to go into it. Yes. And there is definitely some things in there that I did not pick up on as a kid. Sure. Suggestive. Um, well, such as when he... You watched it again? We, yeah, we watched it with my kids. Oh. But uh, And I, I enjoyed it again. But there's a part, for example, when he goes into uh, uh, Miss Piccolo... 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 I can't even say it anymore. Piccolo Pupola. Piccolo Pupola. Gina Piccolo Pupola. He goes into her train a lot, trainer. <laughs> trailer. And then there's a montage of... Uh, stock footage 
that seems to imply relationships are happening. Oh, kind of like the Hitchcock movies. Kind of. Where all of a sudden, like, the train would go through the tunnel. I wasn't going to go into specifics, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Naked, Naked Gun did it also. Yes. Also didn't catch on that as a kid, but yeah. I went on way too long about this. Sorry, this is my number five, but there you, you love go. it. You absolutely love it. Obviously, you do. Yeah, yeah. There's, my, there's one of my guilty pleasures. Jake, Come at me, bro. You want me next? Yeah, go okay. for it. All right. So my movie, my number five pick is 1997, starring John Voight and Anaconda. Anaconda. Jennifer Lopez is Anaconda. So, you like Anaconda. So I, you know, here's the thing about watching terrible movies, right? <laughs> you is, like Anaconda. He doesn't, Jake doesn't like to waste time watching stuff that he won't like. It's true. It's true. Whereas I love it. Oh, oh. gosh, I can't do it. Uh, but no, I, this was actually several years ago and I, I think it might have even been on clear play or something. Like I, I can't remember exactly, but I think that might've been what that it's one just was. just PG-13, isn't it? I think it's R. Yeah. And uh, anyway, but I, I just remember watching it and uh, no expectation. I mean, literally, it's at the bottom of the floor and it's like, this is going to be stupid. And it was. PG-13. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. But no, good on you for still wanting to clean it up. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to come at you. But I, was, I was like, oh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, it's, uh, yeah. well, let me give a synopsis. Um, in fact, let me use... I think the synopsis is in the title. <laughs> you know, that's actually a really good point. <laughs> Anaconda. And, uh, it's about an anaconda. A giant snake. A giant snake. Ice Cube is there. A giant Lopez. snake. Okay, so this actually sums it up. This is from the Parents Guide on IMDb. So this is this is the synopsis, you could say. On the Parents Guide? Yeah. Oh, okay. It says, quote, The snake kills a panther and leaves the panther's eyes lying on the ground. End quote. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know, I've seen this movie once. And I never wanted to watch it again, not because it was bad, but because it disturbed me. Wait, it did? The part when, I won't say names because I don't want to spoil it unless Jacob wants to, but there's a certain character who gets eaten and then regurgitated. Yeah. Ah, and when yeah. he gets regurgitated, he winks. He's missing an eye and he winks and then he falls over dead. And for some reason that haunted me. And I've never come back to the movie. That, so it actually scares you. Well, it, it was more just kind of like gross. And I was like, I don't want to well, see that. This is again. actually the magic of Anaconda, right? Is because. Please say that again. This is the magic of and Anaconda. Dang, I messed it up a second time. Is that uh, it actually, there's a horror element there that actually kind of works, right? It's like, oh, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Ooh, that's kind of scary. Because the absurdity actually starts to develop some real characters. You start to feel like these are some real people. And then they get it eaten by an Anaconda. There's also another scene where I remember someone is reaching out to someone and then the snake contracts and his arm just goes and like bends weird and for some reason that again just got me yeah there's some gruesome stuff in there it's really bad effects i mean even for 97 i knew that well, it was bad and i'm i'm not a zoologist but i'm pretty sure anacondas don't fly <laughs> I'm, I'm just i'm sure of that you sure you're wrong but i mean thing, you're not a zoologist i'm so not a zoologist you, you can't but even it just say seems that. like every time it would like shoot up and like wave in the air like a like a kite string kind of right. go up there that I'm like I don't I don't think that's how they they move <laughs> <laughs> so good which I, we're, I, we're we're open game on open season on, on making fun of each other's picks, yes right? for sure okay. the quotes like this movie had some of the worst writing and that's actually the thing I remember so I looked up the some of the quotes for it and it, it really is so bad like like the third highest quote is buenos noche uh, buenos noche is beautiful that's the third highest quote, <laughs> right? That's actually a great, great movie quote. Buenos noches. Yeah. So uh, here's another one. Never look in the eyes of those you kill. They will haunt you forever. I know. I do. Actually, know. that's like, uh, that's something pretty amazing. That's, that's, that's good life advice. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> that was like saving private Ryan right there. All right, kid, let's go to yours. <laughs> 
So here's what I love about the 90s is, I mean, and this has been maybe 70s and 80s as well. So I was the, 80s, you're 90s. Let's see where Kent goes. The 90s He's were 90s. so great for animal attack movies. I mean, we had that one. There were a lot of like creatures in the ocean. There was like Placid with the giant alligator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deep blue. What, what was the deep blue ocean or deep blue something? Deep blue sea is my number five. It is not. Deep blue sea. I've never seen it. Is that the what? one? Is that the that's that's the famous one where mid speech a certain character gets killed and is very shocking and that's the only part of the movie I've seen. I recommend you see this movie. You really think I should? Yes. My time is precious. Joel, think about it. <laughs> I've hey, only got six minutes per kid per day. <laughs> Searching for a cure to Alzheimer's disease, a group of scientists on an isolated research facility become the prey as a trio of intelligent sharks fight back. Now, this is the one I sent the music video with LL Cool Deepest J, right? Bluest, my hat is like a shark fin. Oh my gosh, that song is so bad. The lyrics are, <laughs> killer for centuries, the gaudy of the deep. In the next millennium, I'm still gonna creep. Sand under my belly, ocean over my head. Through the light and the shadows, you become the living dead. He's rapping as no, if no, he were then a shark. Do, cool then do the Deepest, bluest, my hat is like a shark fin. Deepest, bluest. They said like 37 yeah. times. Yeah, no joke. LL so, Cool wait, J is a shark. He's really rapping. He's rapping as if he were a shark. Yes. Yeah. There were some suggestive wanna lyrics that I didn't, I didn't want to leave it. You want to hear my shark rap? Yeah. Daddy shark, do, 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 daddy shark. Do, we, we went, do, the mama jaws. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Yeah. That's the same thing. Okay. So deep, Joel, <laughs> like just made that up. Let me describe this movie for you. Okay. So we have these scientists who are like, look, sharks are very smart and they get over, they get over diseases very quickly. Is that true? In this movie, it is. I'm not a zoologist. I don't know if I mentioned yeah. that. <laughs> they can also fly. True fact. In, in the next movie, probably. And so they make the shark's brains bigger. They enhance the shark's brain so okay. that they can help develop these antibodies hate for diseases. But I love every shark movie no yes jaws 4 the revenge that was almost on this list <laughs> jaws 3d <laughs> that was almost on this list this list could have been a guilty pleasure sh- shark movie list the one with hot blake lively oh that's not even guilty pleasure i just love it <laughs> I, mean, I can't remember the name of it the shallows that's it shallows, 47 yeah. meters down i mean give me any shark Wait, movie. you like shark sharknado movies? 5 that but movie was is, bad this is your terror this is your number one fear is sharks. i am fascinated by great white you're sharks. like batman but like the boring version oh, oh shark man like, shark man's cool no, you're like i'm so scared of sharks i'm gonna watch movies about sharks no i okay i mean i honestly this could be i could come up with a top 10 shark movie list like I'll, open water add it to the list jacob background bacon sell all right hold on let me pull it up like i think open water's great there's a movie called the reef which is great a lot of this bad terrible. sci-fi 47 movies. meters down, though. Really? Yeah. You enjoy no, the fact that? that? The fact that you like Jaws for the Revenge, which is the worst Jaws Where movie. Where a shark growls when it's attacked. <laughs> like they hit it with the light and it goes... <laughs> Colossus from the X-Men video game? <laughs> <laughs> Good reference, actually. Yeah, thank you. So here's the thing, Joel. They make these sharks smarter and the sharks fight back and they know how to kill these humans and they want to get back into the ocean so they can go have shark babies and make... Like killer sharks for years. This sounds like your worst nightmare. It is my worst nightmare, which is why I love it so much. Basically, the sharks flood this facility and they kill. They pick off everyone one by one. And look, the effects, it's 1999. I think it's better than Anaconda, but it's it's gruesome as well. And they kill characters like it almost doesn't even matter who the character is. I don't want to ruin this for you because... You already know one death, and it's Ruin one of the best movie deaths well, it's of all like, time. Yeah, it's a clip, and it was so shocking. Yeah. So this one has really terrible reviews. Um, it's definitely, you know, I think it's critics by and large hated it. I do have two snippets here. I'm ready. So there's one by James Sanford from the Kalamazoo Gazette. He says, if science can make sharks super intelligent, 
Why can't it do the same for screenwriters? Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. I should have seen that coming, but it still hurt. And then here's why one of the that uh, shoddy potato site is really bad, because there's another movie called Deep, The Deep Blue Sea. And that review made it onto this page and gave this movie a rotten <laughs> review and says, was Britain and were Brits really this boring in the 40s and 50s? And I was like, really? Really? Come on. Because this, this movie has nothing to do with Britain. So shame on you, shoddy potatoes, for taking bad reviews and putting them on your site. It's so terrible. Look, I can't even say the name of the site. So this movie, it stars Tom, shoddy potatoes. Kind of funny, though. <laughs> Thomas Jane, who I always got confused for Aaron Eckhart back in the day. Yep. Thomas Jane, Saffron Burroughs, Samuel L. Jackson, as we know, of course. and LL Cool J as chef. It, it was made for $60 million and made worldwide $168 million. It's so, rated R. So it did, it did well. It did well. But critically, I mean, this movie was blown out of the water. If you know what I'm saying. I see what you did there. Yeah. And look, they mm-hmm. actually had this original ending and people hated it so much because a certain character lived and nobody wanted this person to live that they reshot it immediately. With the person dying? Yes. Wow. They killed off Anna Lucia? Thank goodness. <laughs> I think they do that in You'll every movie. You'll never get movie. over. <laughs> I completely recommend Deep Blue Sea. All right. I'll add it to my list. It's a bad, bad movie. But, but it's good. But you like it. Yeah. Like this, 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 <laughs> it's this, a bad, bad like, movie. I, I but you keep, like it. Yeah. I can't. We're not, this isn't our so bad it's good show though. This is like you genuinely. No, it's like one it. of those where like let's say a shark. Okay, well, it's a guilty pleasure. He still enjoys it even though he knows he should. A woman is standing on a desk in a flooded kitchen, right? And this is an underwater facility mm. in a flooded kitchen. The shark is just swimming basically through these corridors. It's about to jump and get her, and she takes this open like electrical cord and shoves it in the shark's mouth right right as it's it's about to bite her That's and electrocutes the. Exactly. They take all the deaths from Jaws and they just amp them up and they're the exact same death. Is it sad that I knew that was Jaws too? Yeah, of course <laughs> you did. I'm not surprised at all. In the first movie, it's with a gun and a tank. The yes. second one, it's electrical cord. The third, third one, one, it's a grenade. The yes. fourth one, it's a boat stern. Uh, everything but the fourth one they use in this movie. Oh my gosh. Yes. Ooh. Jake, have you seen this one? No. You need to. No. Please. I have you, have you so. seen Big Top Pee Wee? No. Have you seen Big Top Pee Wee? Yeah. Okay. Twice. I haven't even heard of Big Top Twice. Pee Wee. You know how many times? <laughs> yeah. We used to watch it so much. Okay, Joel, what's your number four? My number four is actually the only non-straightforward comedy on the list. It's 1993 action film that bombed at the box office and that uh, one actor said... Last Action Hero? That's it! (laughs) It's Last Action Hero. So, Last Action Hero... Joel, can I jump on here? Please. Last Action Hero. Is your number four? It's my number four. <laughs> no way! I freaking love Last Action Hero. Okay, so we, sorry, I went out of order, but no, I just we, had we, to. We can ta- I mean, it makes sense. Let's do tandem on this one. So the plot, with the help of a magic, magic ticket, ticket, a young film fan is transported into the fictional world of his favorite action film character. Which, by the way, it's the magic ticket. It's like Houdini's ticket. Houdini, people get that mixed up a lot. He was not a sorcerer type. He was an escape artist. Yes. And he actually didn't like all the divination and magical things like <laughs> but that. But he had so. a magical movie ticket. Apparently. <clears throat> His director, uh, John McTiernan, who directed things like Predator, The Hunt for Red October, Die Hard, Die Hard wow. which a lot of those make reference. They make references in Last Action yes. Hero. But if you haven't seen Last Action Hero, it is a very meta action movie. It's tongue in cheek referencing. It's itself nothing more than a meta movie. action movie. Because the whole point is this kid enters the world of movies where Arnold Schwarzenegger is the action star. Uh, Jack and he's like invincible with Jack so. Slater Jack Slater and yeah he's invincible like he gets shot and it's no big deal and like there's r- really pretty women look at working at Blockbuster yes and Sylvester Stallone is in all the movies that Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, he's, he's in. in the Terminator but uh, it's right. oh wait, this stars Arnold Schwarzenegger F. Murray Abraham Charles Dance otherwise known as T- Tywin Lannister yes and uh, Austin O'Brien and then Sir Ian McKellen what he's in death. this movie I don't remember he's him. death 
Oh, what? Remember the death character? That yeah. Comes yeah. He's deaf in the movie? <clears throat> death. Oh, why? Why is Jake, he, have you seen this movie? here? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, this is actually, this was, this almost made my cut, actually. As it should. This is the mm-hmm. kind of flick where Arnold Schwarzenegger, or should I say Jack Slater, will throw a guy into like a car and everything will explode. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's what's so funny about it. Because if you love action movies, you watch them and you're like, oh, my, yeah, they're playing up on all these tropes. Uh, it is rated PG-13 for things like, quote, this is from IMDb Parents Guide. A car crashes through a building and a large group of attractive, attractive women in lingerie flee the room. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. But it's actually funny because like he, he does have these rules. Like at one point he's like uh, the kid who's the kid from the real world goes into the movie world. He writes something on a piece of paper. He holds it up to Jack. So he's like, say this word. And he's like, I'm not going to say that. And it's because he can't say it because it's a PG-13 movie. Although they did slip in one F word right at the end. Really? Yeah. The, when, the, when the chief is going off on him in real fast talk. Okay. One gets flipped in there. No, I actually think this is a very, very smart movie. I don't know why and it flopped. It's bombed. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it uh, the budget was 85 million. It earned. Critics uh, didn't like it either, did no. they? No. No. Yeah. It earned 137 million, which once again, you want to do double the budget to call it a success. But so right. this didn't make its double back. It's still not terrible. So, for example, Owen Gleiberman from Entertainment Weekly said, a stupid generic slab of action bombast that keeps reminding us that it's a stupid generic slab of action bombast. Uh, Quentin Curtis wrote, it's turned out to be a beef, chicken, anchovy, and jam sandwich. The ingredients cancel each other out and become indigestible. Ew. By offering us everything, they've given us next to nothing. <laughs> oh, man. That is That's so mean. That sounds like something Ken would say in his <laughs> Showtime show. I'm so jealous of this guy. I liked the crap out of that movie when I was a kid. Arnold Schwarzenegger said he considered Last Action Hero his first real failure uh, after an unbroken string of successes he Even had. Even though he said it's the smartest script he's ever read. And he said he also considered it the beginning of the end of his film career. And John McTiernan took it in of the end. Huh? He took years, yeah. a years long break after this movie because it was so hated. Wow. They all really liked making this movie. But then they basically filmed this up until the week it was released. Did no, you read that? That's what the downfall of this movie was, was studio, a studio deadline that they would not budge on. They kept saying, we need more time. We need more time. And then they're like, no, you don't have more time. So they didn't have room to edit. And then on top of that, that Steven Spielberg announces they're going to release Jurassic Park yeah. the week before, I think yes, it was. Yes, it was the week before. And they're like, oh, no, wow. we, we can't we can't go against that. And they're like, no, if we push it back, it'll be bad for press. So they kept the date and it went up against Jurassic Park and it lost big time. That's like, too bad. It opened up number it's, two. It's against, almost never bad for press anyway. It just makes people think they're spending more time on it. I know. Yeah. But yeah. like Sleepless in, Sleepless in Seattle came out around then, Jurassic Park. Like there was really no room for this movie to flourish. So they, they do this fake movie trailer in the movie where Jack Slater plays Hamlet. I love that. So it's like, Jack Slater is Hamlet. And he goes, hey, Claudius, you killed my father. Big, oh, that's a terrible. <laughs> you killed my father. Big mistake. Prepare to die. Something is rotten in the state of Denmark, and Hamlet is taking out the trash. Stay there, stay thy hand, fair prince. Who said I'm fair? <laughs> no one is going to tell this sweet prince goodnight. To be or not to be, not to be. You make me feel way better about my <laughs> Buenos Noches thing earlier. So. I know. Well, I just, I love that the bad guy, uh, Tywin Lannister. I love that he has this glass eye that has a target on yes. it. And he like pulls it down his sunglasses, like, have a nice day. And it has like a smiley face on it. Like he swaps yep. out the eye. But it also just makes me laugh how when he goes into when, uh, spoiler alert, when uh, Jack goes into the real world, he meets Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And he can't get his name right. He keeps calling him like Braunschwager. And because he can't get his name right, but they meet each other. He's like, oh, you're a really good stunt double. There we go. I should have had you read that. <laughs> yeah, he's got it. But it, and then Joel does the impressions. all these characters from movies start coming out, including the Ripper, who's terrifying. It's a good villain. Yeah. And then uh, Death comes out at one point, And I remember just that at Siri and McKellen. So it's just funny. But Death going around was kind of creepy, too. So, yeah. 
I love this movie. It is a great script. I, I even I saw something about the guy because it was a nobody who wrote the script and sold it to Hollywood, and they they bought it up for you know chump change, and that was his intro into his like no, uh, screenwriting career. Or Cal something. Penn, Cal Penn was one of the screenwriters, and then he wrote. Wait, Cal Penn? Cal Penn was Zach Penn. Zach Penn. Mm-hmm. I'm looking it up. It's Look Zach it up. Penn. It might be Zach Penn because Cal Penn was eight. I thought I was trying to figure out. I was like, that doesn't make sense, but cool. No, Zach Penn, who wrote X-Men and, and many superhero movies. That actually. would make more sense. Yes. But anyway, their, their script got drastically changed, though. And so you can actually read the the original version online. Oh, dang. But it's apparently it was quite different. Like, quite different, they say. You think it was... Because I think it's clever as is. So I do mean, I. It gets dumb, but like purposely... Well, and I have a quick little story about this, if I may, since we're both going on here. Yeah. My brother, Spencer, said uh, for Christmas, what I think it was Christmas or his birthday. They're both right by each other. But he said, what I want is the Last Action Hero soundtrack. It's a good soundtrack. Featuring Big Gun by ACDC. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So I went to the mall and I went to go buy the CD. And the guy was like, now, you know, this is the soundtrack, right? And I'm like, yeah, that's what my brother wants. And he's like, like the musical soundtrack. And I'm like, yeah, oh. that's what he wants. I got it to him Christmas morning. It was the wrong gift. Is it the score? It was the score. And I felt awful. Wow, Again, wow. It was one of the first times I had to return a gift, I think, because my brother said he would never love me unless I switched out the CDs. <laughs> <laughs> that may or may not be true with that last part. That's rude. So yeah. I, I looked it up, by the way. Zach Penn, right? It is Zach yes. Penn. Why did I- yeah. But that was his first one. That's his first movie. Yeah. Huh. There you go. All right, Jacob, it looks like both of us went, so it's your turn for your number four. What's your number four? four? And he's done a lot of stuff since then. Yes. He's a good uh, screenwriter. Yeah. Um, including The Avengers, which he probably really liked his work in. Mm, so, okay, never mind. Um, Wait, which Avengers? The Avengers. The, the 1998 Avengers? one with Sean Connery? And uh, Uma Thurman? Uh, yeah, that's the one, guys. That's The Avengers I'm talking about. I knew it. <laughs> we are talking about guilty pleasures here. <laughs> we are. Hey, that's true. I should have done Lee of Extraordinary Gentlemen. You oh, could have. That's terrible. If you really you like, like that one. That one? No. <laughs> oh, that's bad. No, it is. It's too bad. There's not much joy to be had there. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, mine is, It's this is on the fringe. It's almost a little too mainstream, but I think it's, I think it's there. We're ready to mock you. Nacho Libre. Yeah, that's a guilty pleasure. Yeah? Because that is, that is one of those niche comedies that... A lot of people quote, a lot of people like, but a lot of people didn't like it. I feel like it's really popular here in the state of Utah Mm -hmm. because it's like good, clean, fun. Yeah. I don't think it's liked elsewhere. No, I went in wanting to hate it, right? Because I actually wasn't a big Napoleon Dynamite fan. I love Napoleon Dynamite. And uh, and so I'm like, ugh, this isn't going to, but I actually liked it better. Oh, see, and I, I couldn't get behind this one. Like I, people quote it. You quote it sometimes. Hmm? I've heard you quote it. No, I don't. Yes, you do. When you say, take it easy. Oh, no. Oh I inadvertently gosh. quote Nacho Libre. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best news I've heard all night. <laughs> oh, I, I will never say that again. Take it easy. You do that. He does it, it all the time. And you also, you wear stretchy pants a lot. I don't wear stretchy pants. You're wearing them right now. Hey, those are the jeggings. <laughs> they, that's how you get more comfortable in your film canister thrown. <laughs> yeah. They look good on you. You're Thank working you. I appreciate honestly. it. All right. So, so Nacho Libre. So Nacho Libre, if, if you synopsis? don't know the movie, and I'm sure that you do, but the... Uh, Synopsis is berated all his life by those around him. A monk follows his follows his dream and dons a mask to moonlight as a luchador or a Mexican wrestler. Luchador. Luchador. So why do you like this one, Jacob? Uh, here's why. Because it works hard. Um, throughout the whole movie, <laughs> it's like all I watched, the writing. I watched Cloud Atlas the other day. It worked hard. It still <laughs> yeah, sucked. Yeah, no, it, it tried really hard. Really hard. No, that, Great score, though. That earned something, yeah. honestly. And I haven't watched Cloud Atlas, actually. because it's not that good. Yeah, but that's because I don't want to waste my time. Yeah, always waste time. Yeah. And so... Speaking of people playing a different race, but, you know, go ahead with Nacho Libre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Indeed, indeed. Jack Black's not Mexican? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Anyway. 
His accent was spot on, though. I mean, no, it really is. It's just perfect. Uh, no, so yeah, no, that's the reason I like it is because the the script works really hard. Like it, they put a ton of work into it. Jack Black just like chews it up all the time. It's shameless. It's funny. And uh, it's just awkward enough, but it's just funny enough. For me, uh, Napoleon Dynamite was all awkward and not enough funny. Mm-hmm. And this, for me, was like this good marriage of funny and awkward. And it's a simple, it's simple, nice movie, yeah, I suppose. It is. It's it a is. nice movie. And honestly, and even like the love story they've worked into it, like even amused me a little bit, you know? And, and uh, that, you know, honestly, that was a hot nun. Yeah, in fact, you say that about it. No, no, dude, this is funny. <laughs> like, look, if you look up IMDb for Nacho Libre, like the image of her is not very nunnish. Like, let's just say. Hold on. Joel, could you please Joel's, look that up? Joel's looking it up. I don't dare look that up on my computer. It's your, it's your <laughs> Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, obviously it's not, you know, it's no great movie. But well, that's like, why it's on any, your list. If anyone's, you know, yeah, I'm like, eh, I actually kind of enjoy that. I, I haven't gone back to it. It's not a rewatch. I don't think she's really a nun in real life. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> Well, she's Ken, Hello. Back off. <laughs> Ken's like climbing over my shoulder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. Okay. That's it. Yeah. All right. Do you want me to get to start with number three since uh, we yeah, did the same well. thing? Yeah. And you guys have the same one again. It would be I so doubt cute. It. Then you guys can hug. No, I doubt, d- it. I doubt it. I can't believe out of all the movies out there, out of the vast millions of thousands of movies that are out there and then the ones that are bad, we pick the same one. Of what course we did. And we're going to pick one more. No, we're the same. Not. We are. My number three, we will not pick the same one. It's from 2000. It's Final Destination. Now, come on. This is one of those corny. That's a great choice. I love Final Destination. And I can't say anything. I just realized I haven't seen it all the way through. No, the first first one? The first one kind of works, actually. I haven't seen any of them all the way through. So remember, uh, this was kind of like like one of the later movies of the late 90s. You know, Scream came out. I know what you did last summer. Right. Slashers were huge. And then all of a sudden, they're like, well, we've already done the slasher thing to death (laughs) again. (laughs) Let's make death the killer. Did you just scoff at your own joke? (laughs) (laughs) And so this movie was released starring Devin Sawa, Ali Larder. Devin Sawa. And it was made for $23 million and worldwide made 112. The synopsis is, after a teenager has a terrifying vision of him and his friends dying in a plane crash, he prevents the accident only to have death hunt them down one by one. Now, see, I like the premise. I like the idea of you escape death, therefore death will catch up to you. It will get you, no matter what. You don't think it works in the first one? I haven't seen it all the way through. You but, need to. But no, these, the first but these one actually kind of works. Yeah. And, and I also, I've seen a lot of the de- deaths. Uh, what do you think I did at work today? <laughs> work? I shouldn't have done this on the work Wi-Fi. Oh, you watched the, the super cut of all the deaths in yeah. Final Destination? I watched one the other day where it was uh, Final Destination deaths set to the Wii music. Oh, no. That Wii soundtrack. And it was hilarious and horrifying. It should be horrifying. But this became like, five like, movies. like the, five so, movies like the Saw franchise. Yes. The f- I don't know if the first one's any good, but like it seemed like after a while they were just like, hey, let's see how many creative w- and horrible ways we can kill people. So the technique or the mechanism is called Rube Goldberg. And I love that aspect of if it. If anyone's ever played Mousetrap, the board game, it's where you have to set everything oh, up. Yeah. It you takes turn you the crate that snaps minutes. the boot and knocks the ball down in the chute. So <laughs> I, know, I, I that nice work. that down. So that one is like this, but instead it's like, for example, there's a nail on a balance beam, a yeah. gymnast. Oh. She keeps avoiding it, and then eventually she steps on it. She falls off the balance beam, knocks over the powder, which blinds a girl on the uneven bar. She falls, breaking her back and neck. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, kids. Also, there's one where, like, they keep... Miss, they keep Just don't talk about the pool one. <gasps> oh. The, Should I talk about the pool don't one? Don't talk about the pool okay. one. That was, that was a line. How about this? A Two girls go into a tanning bed. They leave a slushy on top of one. It 
spills, overheats the tanning bed, then a breeze comes through, knocks over a coat rack, <laughs> which hits a bookshelf, which knocks over, locks the tanning beds, they burn alive. Okay? Also, another one. One okay. guy. This is like the pyramid. <laughs> this is. is from Final Destination 3, which has Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it. Oh, so, does it? Yeah. Huh. So one guy is doing bench presses there at the school gym, and uh, there's like a bear statue, and there's like uh, water on the floor, and there's a boombox. There's all these misleads. Well, that's what it is. The whole time you're like, oh, what's going to get him? So in this one, one guy, he accidentally hits the school bear statue, and a claw pops off. Hits another guy in the eye. He drops his weights. Then there's swords on the wall, which fall down and miss the guy. And the guy's like, yeah, see, I didn't die. But they cut the cords of the weights, and so he goes, Yeah, and he pushes the weights up, and the weights come down and squish his head. These are graphic <laughs> movies. Yes, there's one of LASIK eye surgery, which is horrifying. Oh, go, my eyes are watering. <laughs> and she doesn't even die of the LASIK. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. What? What does she die of? Oh, you have, we'll watch I just YouTube remember the, clips. I remember, after. I remember, it's no. terrible. <laughs> Don't watch the YouTube clips. Um, but I remember there was one too where like a coffee mug spills and it ends up exploding a computer monitor which yes. the shards go into the woman's neck and yep. I was like oh that seems and, and unlikely by the way, every single one of these movies has a someone sticking their hand down a garbage disposal and you're like no 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 and it never actually goes that way because the whole thing is like a mislead with foreshadowing as well right They're, but why do you like it I could, so the first one I actually think is a good movie because I think the, the way they did the plane crash and everything like that and, and it happens and like they all freak out and there's like a, there's like I don't know. For some reason, the acting is okay. And Devin Sawa, you know, after Casper, mm-hmm. it was like his only big break. He does a good job. And I thought it was a, a really decent 90s thriller. The sequels are basically straight to video, but I watched every single one with Glee. You watched Glee? That's uh, disgusting. <laughs> then they, they see you've over, gone too why are you far. Watching, why are you watching Final Destination on one screen and Glee on the other well, screen? Because I wanted all the high schoolers to die. <laughs> you just like imagining? Ah, uh, we'll get you, Slurpy girl. So here's this. The reviewers uh, on this one. So Robert uh, Cashel from Newsweek said, Final Destination, video store bins. <laughs> oh, that's right? clever. That's clever. And uh, Christine James from Box Office Magazine said, for a horror flick about pre- uh, precognition, Final Destination is sadly lacking in the, the ability to foresee what we th- what will thrill and chill audiences. I mean, people, critics were very harsh on this movie. It, it just made it a ton of money, though. though. Yeah, yeah it, it did. And they money. kept mm-hmm. making these movies. Did they make like six of them or something? Five, yeah, five or six. And look, I find these movies so, so much more entertaining than any of like the Saw movies or any of those crappy ones because the intro scene to every one of these movies with because it's always a fake out death and then someone wakes up and then they go oh oh guys we don't want to die and then death chases them right there's a roller coaster one in the third one that breaks off the rails mm. there's this awful like car crash in the second one okay look this is this Kent's, is terrible Kent's getting stuff. a lot of glee in his eyes he from is. talking about horrid deaths although Kent you just gave me an idea for an amazing franchise which is Fast and the Final Destination oh. <gasps> Oh. Make that movie, Vin Diesel. I almost made a Paul Walker joke, and I'm going to leave it no, there. No, Kate! <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It just crashed and burned. I, no! I don't even want to bring it up. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's sorry, world. He's sorry. Joel's leaning it's back in his chair. It's been a long day without <laughs> you, my friend. <laughs> I'm sorry. Joel, come back. We need your number three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joel, it's the number three. Let I, sh- I should show that Joel does not like that joke. <laughs> I guess I should should ex- expect uh, very little sensitivity from the person who just spent the last 10 minutes talking about horrid ways teenagers can die. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Jake. <laughs> what? He only kills the elderly. Um, my number three is not a psycho- psychotic pick. Um, it is actually not the first movie, not the sequel, not the third movie. 
It's the fourth movie in a franchise, and it came out in 1987. Police Academy? Police Academy 4. I'm Citizens good at guessing on Patrol. Citizens on Patrol. <laughs> so Citizens on Patrol. Let me read the plot synopsis here. The Misfit Police Academy... Graduate, uh, sorry. The you Misfit like Police the Academy fourth one? Graduates are, graduates are now assigned to train a group it's of civilian volunteers to fight huh. crime, once again plaguing the streets. This one, starring Steve Gutenberg, of course, and Bubba Smith and Michael Winslow. And, <laughs> of course. Yeah, and uh, Henry from Punky Brewster. Oh, yeah. As Lieutenant uh, Commandant Lassard. So, okay, this is probably on my list because this was the first Police Academy movie that I watched. Because, you know, the first one was pretty R- and, well, and it had like a different cast as well, a little bit. Steve Gutenberg was Steve there. Gutenberg but was, yeah, Steve Gutenberg was there. And uh, oh, oh, crap. I can't even remember his name. The right other now. chief wasn't there, though. LaSalle wasn't there, but the bad guy was there. And okay. then G.W. Bailey, I believe that's his name. But then uh, he came back for this one, him and Proctor. Um, but this movie is so dumb. And this is when they, they like, is the first one was our first police academy was our second was PG 13, third one was PG. This one was PG. Like, they were really kind of dumbing it down for a family friendly thing. And making it kid friendly. Mm-hmm. And you knew going into this that like certain things were going to happen. Like there was a formula. You knew that Hooks was going to talk quietly the whole time. Right. She's a little, little lady. And then at the very end, she was going to get loud. And that's when, you know, she's going to take charge. You knew Tackleberry was going to have his big guns. You knew Michael Winslow was going to be making Make sounds and random noise the whole yes. time. And this had Bobcat Goldthwait in it. So too, good. Which uh, he, you know, does that little poem in there. Where he's like, Gene, Gene made a machine. Jojo made it go art art blew a fart and blew the whole dang thing apart. And when you're eight, you're like, ah, that was the funniest <laughs> thing in the world when you were a kid. So this, I, I didn't get the budget, but it only made 28 million. It made 28 million the box office, which for 1987 is pretty good. It ranks at number 44 of the year's much. top box office films. Wow. Top 50. Uh, David Please Spade was actually one of the citizens. This was David Spade's first film role. Oh, was it? Yeah. He was one of the citizens on patrol who got put in there. Huh. Uh, this has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> uh, oh, also Sharon Stone is Mahoney, uh, Steve Gutenberg's love interest wow. in this movie. Apparently, she the collapse of her first marriage contributed to Sharon Stone's decision to work on this movie because she was depressed and wanted to be around a bunch of comedians. This is the last one Mahoney was into. After this, he, you know, went on to do other things. And they talk about how there's going to be an eighth movie sometime. What? But it hasn't come to fruition. Like in 2015, they were talking about it, but it hasn't come out yet. Because Steve Gutenberg is alive? Yes. Okay. Sure. I think so. But uh, I mean, this is so ridiculous. This is one of those ridiculous ones that doesn't make any sense. I mean, they're fighting ninjas at the end. <laughs> there makes are, sense. The, the citizens are fighting ninjas, and it's so dumb. But every time I watch this movie, I just We've get this there, stupid right? grin on my face because I enjoy Police Academy Four, Citizens on Patrol. Number three is okay too. Maybe more than any of the others. Like I remember, I had I, I watched four and five a lot. Jim just says yeah. the best one. It is the best one. Okay, we can agree on that. Yes. Okay, we can agree on that. So, yeah, Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol is my number three guilty pleasure. Wow. Jake? All right, I'm ready. Your turn. So here's the thing. I really didn't want to come up with five because there was three I actually believed in. And number four and five were just, they were kind of on the fringe. Like, I don't I didn't feel really strongly about them. But the bottom three, I genuinely, genuinely like, and no one else does. Right? Or they so like So you're saying it, you only came up with three. Or they like it in the same ironic sort of way. Right? So you only came up with three. Kind of, yeah. But I mean, I said Anaconda and uh, Nacho Libre, but they're, they're kind of on the oh, fringe. Okay, so th- those ones were Th- those on are, the fringe. Yeah, yeah, those are on the fringe. These but now we're getting to know why he liked the them, but the meat doesn't matter. Really does. Yeah, to the actual ones now. So this one's pretty Marnie. much. Pretty much. This one is Mars Attacks. I thought you were going to say Marnie. 
Mars Attacks. Do you like Mars Attacks? No, I no, love... No, remember Forever Tim Burton show? Yeah. We had a Tim Burton show not too long ago, and he was so weirded out how much we hated yeah. Mars Attacks. Yes. No, every, no like, it seems like everybody hates on it, right? I think it's hilarious. It's terrible. I'll tell you something else. I think it might be maybe not my favorite, but top couple for Tim Burton. How? So Why? weird. Is it because you like the alien design? Here's the thing. I mean, Tim Burton doesn't work for me most of the time. It's too weird. It's too strange. He, he, he like doesn't it doesn't really just, work most of the time. He doesn't. That's yeah. true. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel real to me. Like I'm always, I always feel like I'm out of the element. Like it, there's no immersion into the film for me because it just all looks so cartoony and weird and unnatural. Right. Which just mm-hmm. kind of works on the screen. But at the same time, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me for but, some reason. But when Jack Nicholson plays three characters. But when Jack Nicholson is there and. Is it Cloud Atlas again? And uh, <laughs> listen, and, and the, the, the script is nonsense. It's crazy. It's ridiculous, but it's consistent because it's so funny and odd and quirky. Here's my, here's my one complaint. The movie goes on a little too long. One complaint. That is it. About that Mars is attacks. it. I love, I love everything from Tom, <laughs> Tom Jones to, <laughs> it's funny. It's the weirdest thing that's ever happened on film. Right. And I'm delighted to be part of it. You know, one of the reasons this one didn't sit well with me, by the way, why? It was way too dark for me. Like it is kind of dark. Yeah, it, everyone it's, dies. It's this goofy, funny comedy, and all of a sudden it's like, on. "Wow, this isn't really any fun anymore." No, this is that's, getting- see, that's actually the part that I found the most amusing, which you guys are going to laugh at. But it was like, "Oh wow, this is dark, but still ridiculous." But, so you and Ken are both psychopaths, but, but not like Basically. burning in a hot <laughs> salon. Not like that. No one's that messed up. Oh wait, yeah. Um, <laughs> so no, listen to this cast: Jack Nicholson, Glenn Close. Uh, Annette Benning, Pierce Brosnan, Danny DeVito, Martin Short, Sarah Jessica Parker, Michael J. Fox, uh, Tom no Jones, Natalie Portman. Uh, There's no denying else? the Jack cast Black. is good. But like a good cast, cast is not a movie make. No, no, but but it's fun to see. Like this is actually, and this may you know this may have a sway in it as well. But it was the first like. I don't know what you call it when you have a big conglomerate of actors ensemble? together. It, yeah, an ensemble. An ensemble so cast. it was the first ensemble cast that I saw as a teenager. And I was just blown away. I was like, yeah. wow, what is happening right now? All these people in the same place at once. You're just a big Slim Whitman fan, aren't you? But I tell you, when I was watching it as a kid and the cows started to like fly or they're picking up the cows. And uh, I was like, okay, this is it. For some reason... That's what gets you. That's so what, was that's Twister, what got me. Was Twister Tickled your second favorite bone. movie? Was what? Twister, your second favorite movie? I did love that as a kid. Cows! <laughs> no. Cows are in the air? I am in. So, Mother! Uh, mother! Make my cows fly! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here's, here's a, good, a good one from the parent's guide. Uh, under violence and gore, an alien is strangled by a chihuahua that has its head on a human woman's body. Sarah Jessica Parker's. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, yep, that sums it up. That no, sums I it remember, up really well. And there's that one scene when, um, shoot, Joan Cusack and Martin Short, and she's an alien in disguise, but he's the president's assistant, and he's trying to put yeah. the moves on her. And then he tries to take the gum out of her mouth, and she bites his finger off. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. Does not shocking. sit well with me every time. I mean, it's, it's the whole winking. It's so off kilter. Yeah, like corpse from Anaconda. Again. You know, every every darn movie, it seems like I go into, and I sit there, and my brain can't help. It's like a subconscious tick, right? It's like I start predicting the rest of the plot. And so one of the first things a Welcome movie. Welcome to the world of being a movie critic. James. Right? Like, yeah. But uh, but any movie, like, one of the first things it has to do to, like, entertain me is I don't know what's going to happen next. Right. I never know what's going to happen in Mars Attacks, right? Because it's. Even if you watched it today, you still wouldn't be able still to predict surprise what happened. It was still surprising me. It was still memory loss. Let's oh, not okay. talk about it. It is, it is so long. You have to block out certain parts of sure. it. Sure. Anyway. Okay. That's my number three. All right. So my number two is the only comedy on my list. Well, I guess some, yeah. So I just want to say this. I said, Burr, it's cold in here. 
There must be some Toros in the atmosphere. Oh, bring it on. Yeah. It's bring it on. Bring it on on your list. I, this is number two for a reason. Oh, wow. I have Elijah always. Dushku? Oh, yeah. yeah. Eliza Dushku. Eliza Dushku and Kirsten Dunst in their prime. I didn't hear that last thing That's, you said. That wasn't prime. creepy at all. Did Kirsten Dunst have a prime? I don't know. She did. She did, did Drop she? Dead Gorgeous, which was a great movie. Bring It On, which is a great movie in my mind. Yeah, but has, mm-hmm. has like her as a human being had a prime. Like, Can't, yes, Spider-Man as well. Point of like, order, Your Honor. What about her, but her face? Can't, you hate sports movies. Yeah. And Bring It On well, is a sports movie. It's a cheerleading movie, Joel. Cheerleading's a sport. Okay. And here's the thing. I should not like this movie because it's a dumb comedy that is like a cheap knockoff of Clueless. Yeah. Like, think about the lines in this movie because yeah. they try to like popularize like certain sayings what and a lot of one-liners. 2000. Okay. Yeah. So well after Clueless. This was one of the first movies that it was after my mission. I watched this one. I was like, oh, this will be really dumb. And Wait, so, okay, hold on. After two years of being starved from being around females, you came home and the first movie you watched was Bring It On. You're like, it best movie ever. It all makes sense now. It all makes sense. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So it's PG-13. So here's the synopsis. A champion high school cheerleading squad discovers its previous captain stole all their best routines from an inner city school and must scramble to compete at this year's championships. Yes, this is a sports movie. How in do you a like way, Pitch Perfect, Ken? Is that your second favorite movie? I don't hate the first one. I actually don't hate the first Pitch Perfect. Wow. I don't think it's good, but I don't hate it. Uh, folks, Bacon Cell is officially canceled. Uh, oh, oh, no, no, no. Pitch Perfect 2 is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, one's, Number one, one's not terrible. Number not. one is Actually, like a, one is fine. One's a cheap knockoff of this, which is a cheap knockoff of Clueless. If, for example, in this movie, they say, this uh, this is not a cheerocracy. It's a cheer tatership. And I was like, that's just like awkward. Like, you guys, <laughs> like mm-hmm. the lines are pretty bad. But uh, here's what some of the reviewers said. It's. We get a strange mutant beast, half Nickelodeon movie, half R-rated comedy. It's like kids with potty mouth playing playing grown up. That's from Roger Ebert. Well, he hated a lot of the movies on my list. And then this one from Robert Butler of Kansas City Star said, the most lasting impression generated by Bring It On may be one of teenage belly buttons. And he's right. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. This, this movie was made for $11 million, made $90 million worldwide. And I tell you what, so this isn't a guilty pleasure because it didn't do well. This is guilty pleasure because you are not the critically target audience. not liked. And this, I shouldn't like this kind of movie. You are not a, a teenage female, correct? Correct. You but I, there, I, buddy. I do like <laughs> I do like belly buttons. Apparently, and, <laughs> wow, and, that's going to be and, taken and, off. And, and jeggings, yeah, and jeggings. This is great. And this is all good. Look, look spirit fingers. I mean, there's things in this movie. <laughs> I'm doing spirit fingers right now, which are great. And this movie makes hey, me that, smile. That's stuck around too. Like that's become a thing. Exactly. Yeah. I so a buddy a, a buddy of mine. I think this was 10 years ago. We actually had a movie marathon where we watched number one, two, and three. Oh my gosh. Was that like a Mormon you guys, bachelor you party? Guys must be it kind of was. You must be really good friends. <laughs> <laughs> it was just us. There were no girls or anything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, and man. by the way, two and three are terrible. And I think there's a number four out now. Did Kirsten Dunst or Elijah Dusku return to any of the sequels? No, heavens no. Okay. But I think, oh man, this movie, it's funny. Please, if there's someone out there that loves Bring It On as much as I do. I'm trying to remember if I've seen this all the way through. I, I, yeah, I've seen this one all the way through. I have. Because it's like a nice, it's a feel-good movie. It is a little too risque, honestly. Is it? Yeah, it's PG-13, it PG-13? But, but there's a lot of suggestive stuff in there. Because hmm. they try to be like, oh, it's teen stuff. My but favorite part's when Elijah Duke does that backflip. She's like, hey, five by five. Oh, no, uh, no don't. Reference. Yes, no. <laughs> but yeah, so bring it on. It's, it's number two for me. Okay. My number two is possibly the dumbest movie on my list. 
Uh, and it came out in 2002. And this may be kind of a hipster pick. I don't even know. Like this hit theaters, but no one saw it. I've guessed your last couple. Oh, can I guess? Sure. Rain of Fire? No. Okay. That's the, about that time, it's though. a dumb comedy. Oh, it's comedy, of course. Yes. Uh, it's Rain of Fire? Kung, <laughs> Kung Pao, oh, 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 oh. Enter the Fist. Oh, I swear. Rain of Fire. Jake, have you seen this one? Oh. No. So uh, let me read this plot synopsis, and then I'll explain what the movie actually is. Plot synopsis is, a rough around the edges martial arts master seeks revenge for his parents' death. Which sounds like a 1960s Kung Fu movie. It does. But what it is, Jacob, is... Parody? It's Mystery Science Theater on steroids because he's not making commentary on a movie. He puts himself in the movie. Steve Odenkirk, who directed and starred in this movie, took uh, 1976 Hong Kong Pao Theater. Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Oh, Enter the Fist. So he took a 1976 Hong Kong martial arts film called Tiger and Crane Fist, also called The Savage Killers. And he digitally erased the main character and put himself in. That's awesome. And re-edited the movie to make it it's this impressive. ridiculous, ridiculous movie. And when I say ridiculous, I just want to explain some things about this movie. Are you talk about How the baby? How do you get rights to the, the original baby? one? So there's the bad guy's name, Master Betty, for no reason. He just says, I'm calling you Betty now. Okay. There's also a uh, kung fu uh, cow named Moon Yu. Moon Yu. I'm in. Get it? I'm in. Yeah. Uh, there's also Mushu Fasa, a giant, <laughs> a sentient lion that appears in the sky. Uh, he funny. has a tongue. His he's the chosen one, and you know he's the chosen one because he has tonguey. You're right. It's this a, is the dumbest one. It's that a you've... face on his tongue. And there's a also a woman called Woe who Whoa. has um, three breasts and family that's, family friendly. Yes, Joel. This so, is Star Wars. You can't say stuff like that. It's it's just one of those weird movies that I was watching going, what on earth is this? And then it made me laugh. Uh, it is PG-13, like I said, because uh, here's one of the things from the parent's guide. They fight with themselves with tongues, French kissing, like full screen zoom in. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> they're, they're, they're doing martial arts and they're fighting and they both get their hands locked up. Mm-hmm. So they start fighting with their tongues. <laughs> it's. It's really so, Joel, dumb. you said you laughed at this movie. I did. Did you ever lot. watch it before the hours of twelve thirty at night? <laughs> <laughs> because this is the kind of one thirty a.m. movie that you watch and you just die over because it is that it funny is. at that time. Well, and when, when he made the movie, Jacob, he actually wrote nonsense dialogue so that they would say while they were filming because they weren't going to use any of the dialogue. They were going to dub it over so it looks like the dubbing doesn't match their lips. Right. So he made up an entire gibberish script. Just so that he could get in there and then dub it over. So I can't think of an example. It's right really now, well done, actually. It huh. looks like he's part of the movie. It's actually really weird how, how good it looks. The budget was ten million. It earned seventeen million and it got eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, that's low. Well, Police Academy was zero, so that was my lowest. But this is this is pretty down there. It's it's just not. I can't show this to a lot of people because it is an annoying movie. For example, that noise that Kent and I made before yep. that is how one of the characters cries. And it's, it's recurring. I mean, it oh, happens. It a happens lot. a lot in the movie, and each time it gets funnier. But what's, it is the, what's an the tone sound. of this movie? Is it is it like farcical? Like think of it like well, um, there's a karate cow because it seems like it's taking itself but seriously. He doesn't but fly, it's ridiculous. so you won't love it as much. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's playing it straight. Like the whole mm-hmm. time, it's like you're like it's like you're watching a really absurd martial arts movie. Absurd exactly. is the right word. Yes, because everyone in there is playing it straight. They're all playing like very serious. Like this is a real thing. But then you have this whole scene where these two guys are walking with buckets. And they decided to dub over these lyrics about the song they sing about being ventriloquists, 
we are both ventriloquists and just it's so stupid but every time i laugh at it and i own this one and i i will watch it right after this if you guys want to all right let's watch <laughs> it watch it so at kung, 1 30 a.m kung pao enter the fist with a super dumb i this is the kind of movie where but I, I love it. me and my buddy would get like a pound of gummy bears and just because, you know, when you're like a, that age, you can just eat anything you want. Yeah. We just eat gummy bears and just get cavities and watch and get brain cavities as well. Watching That's Kung a Pao. lot of gummy bears! <laughs> Which is from the movie. He says, that's a lot of nuts! When he buys a bunch of nuts. Well, good thing everyone's seen this movie, so they know what you're doing. Oh, right they now. have no idea. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this, this is one of those that I went, can I put that on there? I'm like, it's definitely a guilty pleasure. Because if you watch it, listener... I'm sorry, Greg. Greg has definitely <laughs> seen this movie. This this is this is a very acquired taste, like late night. Do you think we're selling these happy. movies to anyone? I'm not I don't sure know. we are. I'll, I'm be not sure we I'll be interested. Like people are watching Supernatural. People I doubt are listening to this and they're like, "Why are we? Why are these guys talking about this? I don't even know." But I think the passion behind it, because I do love this movie. I think it's really funny, but it is an acquired taste. So there's my number two. All right, number two is going to be from 2007. 2007, okay. Okay. I, I, this is a action fantasy horror. Action fantasy horror yeah. in 2007? Uh, PG-13. Okay. Uh, Starring can you give us a hint? Eva Mendez is in it. Uh, also Sam Elliott. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yes. Ghost Rider? Yes, Ghost, Ghost Rider. Rider. What? <laughs> what? You like Ghost Rider? <laughs> so I, uh, I remember leaving the theater and going, Oh, my gosh. I'm never telling anyone that I liked that. <laughs> Wait, you liked it? But I did, yeah. That, it's I his did. guilty pleasure. He it's, just put it at number two on his number list. Number two. Number two. Um, <laughs> and I, you just told everybody. I did. I did. No, this is totally a secret. Uh, I never did see the sequel, it's though. okay. No one listens to this podcast. Because, oh, thank heaven. <laughs> just the uh, listener. But yeah, no. Uh, this movie, n- watching Nick Cage just chew it up up and like laugh maniacally like when there's like fake cg fire on him and stuff like that like man it all worked for me it was so and funny you never saw two because two is more of the same yeah. with more maniacal this, laughter uh, maybe there are it. parts of goodness in ghost rider but no, the overall whole is rancid no the overall whole it, it doesn't it doesn't work right I, there's no depth there's i think the first three substance. minutes when they talk about the accident and the whole circus and bike riding thing works and then nicholas cage no, shows up strong with a with a short haircut that just it, it doesn't work it's no downhill uh, from there even the transformation because this came out in 2007 Johnny 2007 yeah yeah 2007 really that late yeah oh well, crap, I feel I was going to say when I was younger, it was really cool, but I wasn't that young. <laughs> but no, when he when he became Ghost Rider, I'm like, that's awesome. Like that. The, and, the and idea of the concept. Fire. And then he peed fire. That's number two. Is it? It's honestly the peeing fire thing is like, I'm not going to watch that movie. <laughs> like I pushed it <laughs> oh, over. Oh, that's the. I don't know why. It's like if they're putting fingers, that, fine. The peeing fire, I'm out. <laughs> That's in the trailer. That's just not a good sign. <laughs> Actually, that's true. And that's kind of my rule of thumb. If there are fart jokes in the trailer. I know I'm not going to like. Yeah, the movie. like yeah. it's just not much because it's like they try to put your point. best foot forward, and at that point, yeah. if they're doing that, it's like you really don't have much to go on, do you? No, but Sam Elliott's in that, and he does a good job just being Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott's great, yes. and and there's like there's a creepy tone to it. I didn't mind the bad guy, and no, he was good, and yeah, there there was just there was some creepy times to it, but uh, you know, overall, it didn't have an emotional effect. But I really really enjoyed it anyway. You know, my favorite line is huh when he's like, "You doing all right?" He's like, "Yeah, I just feel like my my skull's on fire." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, this is an embarrassing. Could pitch. Eva Mendez ever fall for Nicolas Cage in any world? Yeah, yeah really. The Ghost Rider world. Oh yeah, Remember? did you see the movie? <laughs> yeah. I forgot Jacob. all about it. Touche. Awesome. All right, kid. My number, number one. one movie. You ready? We didn't match on this. Did we? We, we, did, we can't match on two. Oh wait, wait. 
So we can't match on two picks. There's no way we. Do match. you want to end on this one and Wait. let Jake do his number one? Wait, maybe Jacob should do his number one. That's what I was just thinking. And do you guys have any honorable mentions or anything? No, we're, we're actually saving those just in case we do a guilty pleasure part two. Jake, will you do your number one? My number one. Okay, I will talk some more. Did we match? How would we match? All right, number one goes back to my childhood years, uh, teenage uh, years. It's witness. Uh, so <laughs> Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford. When, you, when the movie is based on your life. It's 4.30, time for milking. All right, so this guilty pleasure is guilty pleasure for a couple of reasons. But it's from 1997. Okay. Um, 97 Batman Forever? Yeah, 1997 action-adventure sci-fi rated R. Batman uh, Forever. <laughs> uh, it has some people you you don't know. Johnny Mnemonic. Uh, Casper Van. <gasps> Starship Troopers. It's Starship Troopers. I just saw that for the first time Seriously? ever, like last week, two weeks ago. Wow. Okay, so here's a true story. I'm going to tell you guys That's a really a cool movie. embarrassing story here. So one day uh, with, with my buddy, Chris. Hi, Chris. You're probably not listening. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. We, Welcome to Bacon Cell. We'll, we'll write him a letter and tell him to Wait, I will. I will. Yeah. Welcome to Bacon right Cell. Our friends and family don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> I try to get him, you know, but uh, no. So we were, uh, we were skipping school and we'd, um, we, we'd snuck into the church, actually. And, and, then, and then we found a way to jimmy the lock for the library. And we were able to pull out the TV, you know, like and it had a VCR in it. Okay. And so we pulled the TV out to the lobby, the like the little foyer area, right? And um, we ordered pizza. So breaking and entering first. Hold on, let him finish. Vandalism yeah, second. I, I told you this is this is a. I full want to hear about more of Jake's past transgressions. <laughs> yeah, he's, you know he's making up like eighty percent of his back backstory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys make up enough for me. So yeah, we order a pizza and we've rented Starship Troopers, and he's telling me you should watch this, right? And I'm like, all right, whatever. And turn it on. And of course, there's this extra euphoria because I'm skipping school, right? Eating pizza, doing Watching nothing. Watching a movie in a church lobby. Watching, right? This is just so bad in so many ways. And, and I was like, this is amazing. Like, I, I like loved the movie. And even though it was so bad, but it Jake, just it fit everything that was there happening. There was a very specific reason I wanted to see this movie. And it was not for the sci-fi or the action. Oh, come on. It's because this movie's a little naughty. It is a little naughty. And that was the age I was. And I want to see this movie for that reason. You watched this one in a... A church foyer. I did. I did. Getting it after breaking yeah. and entering. Well, sort of. Yeah. You know, it's surprising me about this movie. Hmm. Um, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Because no. growing up, it was like right. Starship Troopers is terrible. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. There's, it's all violent and there's nudity and they bash on Mormons. They bash on Mormons in that movie. No, they don't. Yes, I do. No, they don't. They say Mormons went and colonized the planet, and then they got attacked like by a bunch bugs. Of, like a bunch of idiots. They colonized a bunch of planet, and they colonized that planet in the wrong place. They yeah. all got killed. All Mormons are dead. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they do. Well, the they didn't say all Mormons are dead. Like planet, that colony Colonization, died. Joe Smith got decimated because they were idiots and went here. Yeah. Film at 11. Still not bashing on Mormons. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but I mean, this is Denise Richards. It was though, random though. when she Denise was Richards prime. Oh yes, like this is like there's. Don't <laughs> ever. What noise did you just don't. do? I went mm. <laughs> because I had a huge crush on Denise Richards <sighs> until about the time she was a Bond girl. Yeah, yeah, Christmas no, no. Jones. Then she's too stupid. I that. really liked the uh, the redhead in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Da, no. di, 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 Diego Diaz or Diaz Diz. or something. I think her name's Dizzy Diz. or something. So we like watched this movie and then Chris and I are like. 
so which girl would you go for? You know, like relaxing, like these stupid, like 16 year old as you're eating pizza in a church lobby. (laughs) I know. Right. No, wait, you, you asked that Uh, normally we would be like, I call so-and-so that's what we do when we were little teenagers. This is an interesting movie because Neil Patrick Harris was, uh, like a has-been at this point. Yeah. Doogie Howser was over for, because he was doing, yeah, like eight years. Yeah. It's been a while since Doogie Howser. They could could afford it. Then all of a sudden he was the scientist in this movie and you're like, oh, this is really campy. It was made by Paul Verhoeven. Who did um, RoboCop? You know what's most surprising oh, about this movie? that makes sense, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What else surprised me about this movie is the special effects still held up pretty well. It's remarkable like considering that still budget. still good. Yeah. And the bugs were creepy, honestly. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it had like an actual They wasted so much ammo thing. on those bugs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they're unloading <laughs> they their clip. They're and I'm constantly like, unloading. How are, how are you still shooting? Like, it was, it was just barely watching this for the first time, like, a couple weeks ago, as an adult, mm-hmm. was kind of mind-altering. So but, when I say guilty pleasure, I mean, like, I look back at this decision with guilt. <laughs> so yes. it's almost a different sort of thing because it does have a lot of camp and yeah. uh, and love even 20, 30 years later. Whatever yeah. It is. yeah. Can I tell you something else? You just made a, a big friend at my work. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dave, if you're listening, because uh, it's his number one favorite movie. Not even guilty oh, pleasure. Um, it's his number one favorite movie. Has he ever seen another movie? <laughs> <laughs> Did he stop at 1997? <laughs> he's the one. And who, he didn't see like Shawshank Redemption or anything like that. Like, get real, Dave. Like, I mean, I know we all like have these like hidden secrets. Like we have. Like, this, like, this is a guilty pleasure I thought show. We're supposed, they're supposed to make fun of us, kid. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Dave. Dave. <laughs> like that is an atrocity. <laughs> like uh, in my sleep, I will be judging you. He's the one who loaned me the movie. Like I'm, I watched it because he loaned it to me and I've watched he it. Yes. Like the steel. I'm glad you enjoyed it though. Edition. Cause it's not terrible. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like the opening stuff with like all the kids and all like, the stupid talk, yeah. you know. And Clearplay actually didn't cut out that much. No, so. it's, it's actually not a lot to cut. Yeah, Dave, come on, <laughs> Team Dave. Uh, anyway, can we can match on this? If can I we? may, I'm going to start really slowly with synopsis. And if you if you have the same movie, Joel, just say the year. You're not. I'm going to say the synopsis. Just say the year. No, I I'm just want to know if we have the same one. 2008. No, we don't. Oh, okay, what's yours? <laughs> He's going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right now, my number one guilty pleasure movie is the the second, the movie... 2008, Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually love Iron Man, and yeah! I wish I didn't. This movie lost so much money, it's number two on of the, the top list of movies that have lost a studio this Water, much money. No, Waterworld earlier. In 2008? Uh, Waterworld actually made money. Did it? Yeah. Give, give me another hint. Well, it's made by Keep brothers who became sisters. It's Speed Racer. It's Speed Racer. That's oh. not mine, but I have that on, on my honorable mentions. Okay. I you never watched that one. So 2008, a PG movie made by the Wachowskis. I, just, young, I can't say their last name, so I'm not going to watch A young driver. It's like Mike Wazowski, but it's Wachowski. Yeah. Oh, a young driver, Speed Racer, aspires to be champion of the racing world with the help of his family and his high-tech Mach 5 automobile. And Jack. Starring Emil Hirsch, Matthew Fox, and Christina Ricci. <laughs> Yeah, from Christina Ricci. Yeah. So budget was 120 million. My wife doesn't get that, by the way. Yeah, I know, but she doesn't it's, understand it. But it's the big eyes. It's I mean, then it works on her. I don't know. It just don't does. Know. So some sources say this movie is made for 185 million because they won't really disclose it. It made worldwide, and this is including. I mean, it made probably 40 million here worldwide. 94 million dollars. Speed Racer is the worst title ever. No, and but it's, that's the TV show. Remember, so if this movie costs mm. nearly 200 million to make. Advertising on this advertising on this movie doubles that. No way did they spend that much. They did. Because this movie is just pure sugar being poured in your eyes. No, okay. So if you have a Blu-ray player and you want to test it out, watch Speed Racer on Blu-ray. This is an amazing, just eye candy, visual, amazing movie to watch. 
So this movie actually, it's interesting you brought up Iron Man. It opened against Iron Man. And this movie really? made 18 million its first weekend. And it's supposed to make 30 to 40 million. And yeah. they're like, Iron Man opened like 100 million, didn't it? No, it was only like 50. Because remember, people no. didn't know it. It was time. a slow burn. No, 98 million. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Look it up while I'm talking. See, they had some Oscar buzz while you're out of Jacob. <laughs> so here's some reviews. <laughs> nice. So here's Peter Travers, who I don't really like. He says, smart, smart sexy, sexy, and seriously and funny. funny. Yeah. He says, even the target audience of 10-year-olds might get Jimmy Leg sitting for a punishing 135 minutes as the Wachowski brothers projectile vomit their cotton candy dreams all over the big screen. Wow. Oh, okay. I just realized Wachowskis did Cloud Atlas, too. Yes. They've really misfired since The Matrix. So, no, but this movie's, I think it's great. It's my second favorite Wachowski movie. I'd say that. That's the same yeah. with me. Yeah. Have they made other movies that are good, though? Nope. V for Vendetta is okay. Oh, yeah. That's no, true. it's Oh, not. it's okay. It no, is. it's not. So it provides all the hallucinogenic benefits of an LSD trip without any of the nasty side effects. I think that's a good review, but Randy Shulman said that was a, a bad review. So, yes, this apparently lost the studio $114 million. It is one of the costliest flops on record. But I dig this movie. I, I saw, well, I did see some dumb elements in it. Like the kid and the monkey was a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, but that's from the cartoon. But the racing sequences were phenomenal. Phenomenal. Matthew Fox's Racer X is awesome. And remember this is... Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So, sorry, <laughs> 2008. Is a spoiler? Kind of. Because he's a racer? You know it's him, but Because it's, it's this him. weird, you know, mislead sort of thing. Which I never watched the TV show. I was never into the TV Neither. show. But watching this movie made me go, maybe I should watch the TV show. It's this fun. It's not. 98.6 million. Opening weekend? Opening weekend. All right. Jake's right for the first time. Boom. What's up? Bacon cell history. I knew you were right, Jacob. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> But so, Joel, you love this one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was almost on your list. This almost made my list, but I was like, I actually wondered, I'm like, is this guilty enough? Because it's actually good. See, but a lot of people would say no, because the internet has told them that it's not good. And it lost so much money. And critically, wait, wait, wait. I the thought internet it, critically, is truth. I thought it's not good, though. It's actually not a good story and stuff, right? Like, no, it's, not. It, it's fine. Like, no, it, it's, it's, it's very standard story. It's juvenile as but well. But it's all about the way the story is presented, because mm. it is just colorful So it's and just not good awesome. storytelling. I disagree. No, I think it's good. It's simple is what I mean. Like, okay. it's not like a complicated story. You know, Speed Racer needs no, to win like, the race. That's the story. But there's, it's, it doesn't actually, like, require good acting because everyone's acting think like they're it, in a like cartoon. The love bug, but with really good special effects. Okay. And, and everything's I'm cheesy. And nothing right now. Everything's cheesy and campy. Okay. Yeah. But a lot of people maybe didn't see that they were in on the joke. And because, you know, like Emil Hirsch, who plays Speed Racer, like he plays this very seriously. Everyone yeah. else is like, ha ha, I'm chewing the scenery. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Hey, remember when Matthew Fox had a career? That was a good time. Oh, <laughs> he's Aww. stuck on an island. Matthew somewhere. Fox, party five. Okay. So Joel, my number one, which was I'm not excited, yours. I'm excited. You have no, a different number one. I, I didn't. This one isn't a surprise at all because I've talked about this on the show this a, is a, a number of times. 2001 uh, comedy. Did not do well at the box office. In fact, it bu- the budget was thirty nine million. It earned fifteen million. It bombed. It is a girl more more. It's more for it, the girls were the intended audience. It's Josie and the Pussycats. Oh yeah, of course you've talked about what? this movie so much. So Josie and the Pussycats. I am not the target audience for this. Uh, How's that? It's uh, the plot is a girl group finds themselves in the middle of a conspiracy to deliver subliminal messages through popular music. Uh, directed by Harry Elephant and Deborah Kaplan, who also did Can't Hardly Wait. And it stars Rachel Lee Cook, them for that. Tara Reid, Rosario Dawson, and Parker Posey. And this, this is, I mean, this is really kind of a girl power movie. Yep. And, but in the, one of the reasons I think I like it is because when I worked at Love Sack, we'd have TV going, TVs going on all the time in the store, but we didn't have sound going. And so this, and then someone had this movie on there. And so I watched this movie like <laughs> 10 times in a week 
And I had no idea what the plot was But it wouldn't drive about. you crazy because but it was just I was it. like, this movie looks kind of interesting. And then when I actually watched it, I was like, the plot. So they had There's the a movie plot. going on the side with no volume? Yeah, because you have music playing in the store, and then the TVs are just playing images, so you can get a feel of what it looks like oh, while you're sitting in the love okay, okay. And it has Rachel Lee Cook. And Tara Reid. Yeah. In this movie. She's good. Um, but PG-13, uh, for such things as, this is once again the IMDb Parents Guide, a woman is seen in an itty-bitty, teeny-weeny gold bikini. <laughs> oh, and that's so funny. And, Could you have sang that, though? And, I would uh, really appreciate it. A music group sings and dances with suggestive wiggles. <laughs> oh, like the Wiggles, Justin like the Australian Wiggles. show. Wiggles was Wake my up, Jeff. That's my band's name in college. Yeah, it should have been. Captain um, Feathersword. Did a lot of church dances. Suggested Wiggles? Yeah. <laughs> but this got a 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. And the thing about this movie is it's about advertising and how uh, bands will sell out in order to get more Achieve money. Fame. Yeah. There are approximately 73 companies doing product placement in this movie, including <laughs> Sega, uh, Motorola, Starbucks, Gatorade, Snapple, Avion, Target, Aquafina, hey, America Online, Pizza Hut, Cartoon Network, and like Advil and Bounce. Like they have so many advertisements in here, but they received no compensation. It was all just for the joke. Oh, really? Yeah. But a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, like there's a lot of product placement in here. And it's like, yeah, that's the point. Because the whole point of the movie is they're trying to get people to buy things. Now, Rachel Lee Cook did not do her own singing. It was actually uh, the lead singer from oh, Letters shameful. to Cleo. Uh, oh, awesome. Kay Henley did the singing. Oh, that's way cool. And the girls went to band camp so that they could learn how to play instruments believably. Mm -hmm. But none of them actually played the real songs. But I own a couple of these songs. Like I own do. Three Small Words, Shapeshifter, I think another one too. But I think those three girls. Yeah, we know those titles, don't we, Ken? Of course <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You think I, yeah, I was going to start singing it, but I'm not going to. But like, uh, we're ready. Whatever no, Rachel, you are. Rachel, Rachel Cook, Tara Reid and Rosario Dawson make a great trio. And then Parker Posey and Alan Cummings are both hilarious yeah, in this are. movie. And uh, like they have the boy band with uh, uh, Don, Donald Faison and Brecken Meyer. And oh, who this else is such a is 2001 that? type movie? Oh, I know. It totally is. But they're this boy band and called du jour, which means, you know, of the moment. Kind yeah. I think or of the day of the day. But it's that whole point. It's just the, a mustard. They're right? the band du jour. And then when they don't when they find out about the similar advertising, they crash their plane and they get the new band. It's all very tongue in cheek. It's all very farcical. But it actually and it has a little bit of heart, too. And I really think that this movie's hilarious. Roger Ebert did not. He said. <laughs> And I quote, Josie and the Pussycats are not dumber than the Spice Girls, but they're as dumb as the Spice Girls, which is dumb enough. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> you. Oh, wow. Thank you. Wow. He's like, I'm going to find someone else to be mean to. Yeah. Just, I'm going to be mean to both does. of them. So, yes, I mentioned this on the show before, but this movie, I don't know what it is about it, but I find it absolutely hilarious and absolutely charming. And that's why I picked it as my number one. I like these pleasure. early 2000s movies like Bring It On and Josie and the Pussycats for us are like, yeah, I would watch this right now if I could. Guys, yeah. I thought it through and I like my number one pick best. What was it again? Starship Troopers. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. Those are our guilty pleasures. That's what we didn't want to admit, but we've now admitted. And go ahead. Mock us online on Facebook and Twitter. Mock us, but also share yours. Yeah, we, this is the same I mean, unless space. you're Dave. So... so. <laughs> So that can, can mock you. Exactly. This, this is a safe space, listener, where you can 
You can present your and guilty say that. pleasures. Can, can be on Twitter now, and we won't mock you. I'm lying. We will, but it'll all be but, in good but fun. We are here to be mocked as well. That's why we're giving these movies to you, so you have ammunition against us. But let us know if you've seen our picks, if you like our picks, if you hate our picks. Let us know about yours, and we will do the same to you. Yes, indeed. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter, or you can find me at Quickwits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's showtimeshowdown.com. Go find me on Twitter uh, at Jacob A. Rogers and go find Bacon Sale on Twitter at Bacon Sale. Go find us on Facebook. Leave us a review on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe and uh, go check out our store if you want to see some Bacon Sale merchandise. There's some yeah. good stuff. tpublic.com slash Bacon Sale. We even have a shop now button on Facebook. You can just click that and go right to the store. Beauty. Gentlemen of Bacon Sale, I find you guilty of terrible movie choices. Kent has judged you. Joel and I saw him sleeping one time. He was turning and flipping over going, Slack Johnny Ogles. I judge people in my sleep. Even in his sleep, he's judging you. Shush, girl. Shut Shut your your lips. lips. Do the Helen Keller and talk with your hips. The rest of the series Uh, sucks, but Medea goes to jail is amazing. I'm not watching that with my mom. Mother! <laughs> not again. Bring me a naughty movie! <laughs> Mother, not a human centipede again! No! It's for 30 time for milking. This is actually the magic of Anaconda, right? Is because... Please say that again. This is the magic of Anac- Anaconda. Dang, I messed it up a second time. Come at me, bro. I'm toxic. I'm sinking under. But I'm pretty sure anacondas don't fly. Never look in the eyes of those you kill. They will haunt you forever. I know. Killer for centuries, the goddy of the deep. In the next millennium, I'm still gonna creep. Like Batman, but like the boring version. Oh no. Oh my I inadvertently gosh. quote Nacho Libre. <laughs> you know, honestly, that was a hot nun. You are not a, a teenage female, correct? Correct. I do like belly buttons, apparently. <laughs> They fight with themselves with tongues. French kissing, like full screen zoom in. That's a lot of gummy bears! Here is it, guys. I don't even know. Jacob, you've forgotten who you are. Wake up, Jacob. You need to watch Mars Attacks again. (laughs) Oh, yay, I'm so excited. (laughs) Ha ha, I'm chewing the scenery. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. The biggest sell. Our friends and family don't listen. I want to hear about more of Jake's past transgressions. (laughs) It's Um, his number one favorite movie. Has he ever seen another movie? Did he stop at 1997? (laughs) He's the one. And he didn't see like Shawshank Redemption or anything like that. Like, get real, Dave. Uh, In my sleep, I will be judging you. All right, Jake's right for the first time. Boom! What's up? Bacon sell history. I knew you were right, Jacob. No, you didn't. Buenos noches. Buenos noches. Beautiful.